Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Lloyd Thompson. Lloyd, you are the founder of Virtual DOO. I'm going to let you tell us what DOO stands for. Lloyd, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Yeah, so DOO, it stands for Director of Operations. Oh, okay. Tell me more because... I think this is, you know, when we think about earlier stage businesses, I think that this is probably one of the areas that is just so badly needed uh, and I think ends up being one of the biggest, I think, violations that most of us make when we think about, you know, what a founder should be doing, what a founder maybe should not be doing, yeah. uh, especially for thinking, in, you know, through like an e-myth lens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when someone starts their business, and this is, I guess, in the same vein as the the emyth, they are they are the person who's thinking about the strategy, but they're also the person who's executing. I think in the language of the emyth, there's the the manager and the delivery, the and the um, employee, or something like that. And so, but beyond a certain point, when they get to a certain number of employees, generally five they can run it themselves that founder but when they're getting five to ten it gets a bit great ten plus they need that founder that business owner they need to get out of the day-to-day yeah. operation can't be working Amen. in their <laughs> yeah and 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 if they don't do that then they just get stuck in the weeds they can't focus on strategy and they can't focus on sales or shaking the tree for new business and so uh that that's where this uh business has started and um so yeah, uh, my business is Virtual DOO, and um, and we help busy online business owners with teams get out of their day to day operations so they have that time for passion, relationship, strategy, and yeah, shaking the tree for new business. And tell me, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Lloyd, keep going. Yeah, so we um, we provide a director of operations, and when I started this business, it was me. But when we we provide a director of operations, and I think where we're unique is that it's uh, a director of operations on a fractional basis, uh, a fraction of the cost. So what does fractional mean? People might have heard of like a fractional marketer or a fractional CMO or a fractional CFO. So this is a fractional director of operations. So someone who's going to lead their team, oversee their operations and drive process improvement. Yeah. So if let's, let's think about, uh, you know, we'll address, you know, kind of what a, a DOO might do and, and so forth. But um, help me paint a vision for what you believe the ideal role of a founder should be if we're thinking about a company that's, you know, 10 or more employees. Yeah. 
that person should be really thinking about where they want to be taking their business, what deals they're going to be making, what relationships they're going to be forming. And quite often that kind of size company, the thing that that founder is going to be doing is focusing on the sales and relationship. It's going to be a long time, that kind of size business, before they've got themselves out of being the front person of their business. So quite often there's that hat where that person is like a what I would call a visionary. They're, they're driving the strategy of the business, but then you've got someone who is the operator. And that's where if they're doing both, if they're being the, the chief of operations or as I call it, the director of operations, if they're doing both, then they can't focus on the strategy and they can't focus on the relationships because they're stuck in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, from a growth perspective, um, listen, you know, to, to, you know, to someone who feels, uh, you know, to the founders listening and you might feel a little bit stuck. Um, mm-hmm. Can can you maybe Lloyd offer some ideas for um, where you see founders kind of getting stuck? And again, how possibly bringing in operational leadership might just be the medicine that they need? Yeah. So when I, so just a little backstory, like when I, before I got into this business, I'd been in um, corporate running large remote teams and I knew I wanted to do something a bit different. And I spoke to a business coach and he said, well, with your skills, if you, if you really want to work remotely, um, you, you could probably help some of my clients like e-commerce or marketing agencies. These folks have, have got teams and they, you know, they, this, I think you might be able to help them. And so my first client, he referred me to an e-commerce uh, business, global e-commerce business, and the founder was doing 16-hour days, and he was scattergunning the team with tasks, and mm. he just felt like the emergency department or that game like whack-a-mole, you know, you whack it, and then it pops up over here, and you whack it, and it pops up over there. And so the guy, the founder in this business, he's a very smart guy, and he's come up with amazing products. He ships this product globally. Um, but he's so busy scattergunning the team. He doesn't know another way. That wasn't his background. Whereas, you know, when you look at someone like myself, I've come from corporate. I know how to structure and plan things. I know how to run a team. So one of the pain points we we addressed there is, well, I came in and I said, look, let's plan things 10 days out of the time. So let's, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to get every work, everyone working on? Because before that, by scattergunning the team with tasks, they're being like context switched all the time and it's really inefficient. And those people are, they're struggling because they're constantly being reprioritized and because they're getting reprioritized, then it's actually really inefficient. So just having some kind of planning in there to say, this is what you're going to look at for the next 10 days. That was really helpful to that that, um, business owner and was able to extract himself out of the weeds. And just other things like, putting in feedback loops so that when you have, let's say, a a campaign, this is really typical in an e-commerce business, you can have a marketing campaign. When that event has run, how did that go? Did it go well? Great. What did we do that made it succeed? Okay, let's have a look at that. What didn't go so well? Let's have a feedback loop. And so by having an operator come in who's got the bandwidth to look at this, to look at the process improvement, we're able to constantly improve the process so that less and less time is being spent and more it's more productive and there's more output out of it you know more and more successful campaigns so the real pain there is 
the founders getting sucked into it, whereas they should be focusing on something else. They shouldn't be in the weeds of it all. It's time ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of us get very lucky, I'd say, in terms mm. of, you know, uh, maybe connecting with the right team member who really is able to step up and provide yeah. that operational leadership. In my case, uh, you know, I've, I had a dear friend of mine, Alisa Nolan, uh, who had been friends with for 20 years. She just happened to have the right skill set. And she just happened to be available to come join me. Amazing. <laughs> and, you know, today she's our COO and does just a phenomenal job. Um, but, but you know, really, I think as I share my story, I, I, I want to acknowledge that the stars kind of aligned for me. And, and yeah. I am grateful every day that it worked out. Um, I, I hear from a lot of leaders that, um, that, that they, you know, maybe organizationally, privately, they may say, well, you know, I've got a lot of frontline troops, but I, I just don't have enough lieutenants. Not, oh, nor do I really feel like I've got the talent in, in house to elevate to that level. Um, yeah. Can you talk maybe about that, that challenge I'm speaking of? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of these um, business owners are struggling to extract themselves out because they're in this role of deciding instead of delegating. And what I mean by that is they've got the team coming to them all the time and saying, oh, I need a decision on this. Oh, I need a decision on that. And um, part and, and by that founder enabling them and saying, okay, yeah, I'm answering your question. And it's reinforcing that behavior. And they don't necessarily know that the way to solve this problem is through coaching or giving that team an outcome that they should be focusing on and actually coaching them to say, well, hey, you know, when you come to me with a challenge or, or a problem, I'd really like you to come with a solution as well. And then coaching them through that. So asking them the questions of how they came up with that solution that they had in their mind, that founder, so that, that person is able to start coming up with these solutions themselves. But that's really time consuming. Like if the founder is constantly having to coach people, it's really time consuming. And also they might not be, Immediate, it might not be immediately obvious to their team members. Like you immediately had an operator who was great. Like you had someone who immediately stepped into the role, knew how to handle this. If you were lucky and you had some team members that were like, yep, I can roll with it. I'm absolutely comfortable. I'm, I feel safe in this role. Then life would be a lot easier. And perhaps you don't need to bring in someone external to run the team. But quite often it doesn't happen that way. And so, and the founder doesn't know how to get themselves out of making all the decisions for the team. They just can't see a way out of it. And so this is something that we can do um, is mm. bring in someone, even if it's just for a temporary time, like we're on a month-to-month -month basis, mm. um, to put the rhythms in place for the business. So what what do the rhythms look like that run run the run the team? You know, a, a regular cadence of team meetings and um daily huddles and things like that and feedback loops and once the systems are in place and the team are all working together and looking at dashboards and measurables perhaps someone else can step in and run the team and we've done that a few times like trained the existing team to to be able to replace us ultimately yeah uh okay so Explain the process here and, and and why you know kind of virtual DOO might be a fit. Um, so maybe kind of talk about 
like how you match someone up or how you do that work, um, just logistically, yeah. you know, what is that kind of, I, I say, it's kind of discovery and onboarding process? Yeah. So um, it starts generally with an audit, unless someone's had a burning need and we've been referred and we can just come in and get hit the ground running, which has happened a few times. But generally, we start with like an organizational audit. So either myself or one of my team will go in, talk to the founder, understand what their challenges are, understand where they want to end up, talk to their team and just have a look at their teams, uh, how their team is set up and what their processes are and what their systems are. So we'll go and interview the team. And this takes about a month after we've been talking to the team members, having a really good look at their systems and processes. And at the end of that, we'll come back to them and deliver our findings and say, look, these are our these are our findings in terms of how you could improve your systems. This is how we think you could structure your people if there is any changes. And then this is what we would recommend. And you can, from that point, that business is able to decide if they want to go ahead and make the changes themselves, or they're able to say, you know what, actually, we've now been in virtual do have been or DOO have been in there for a month now. We have a really good idea about how they're how they're set up. And we're in a good position to provide them with a quote of how much we think our month-to-month running costs are going to be to support that team. And so that's how we get going. And we we generally have some um, staple rhythms that we'll run, like that director of operations will report to the founder or business owner or visionary, as we call them, and then they will take direction of, of what the priorities are. And then we will then, that director of operations that we've placed will then uh, run the team so they'll run the team meetings integrate the heads of te- uh, the heads of various teams and make sure that things are all running smoothly and then look at measurables that run that business like what are the reds and greens like what are the sales numbers marketing numbers incidents and so forth and where there are things that are trending down or, or what I would say are reds that's where we've identified the opportunities for improvement uh, which feed back into the priorities. Is there, Lloyd, is there a certain, you kind of mentioned that um, level, maybe it's, you know, eight to 10 employees. Um, when when might a founder know, yeah, it's, I'm, I, or, or I did ask differently. You know, so I was going to ask, you know, when might a, a founder know, yeah, it's high time we take a look at this. Yeah, or great. A different way, who's kind of your ideal client? Um, great, great question. If it's less than, and by the way, like it's taken me a while to find our sweet spot, you know, in, in, in doing this. But if it's less than a team of five, then the founder might as well do it themselves, you know. If it's five to ten, it's starting. It's a bit grey in the sense of like they're they're feeling the pain, but they're not necessarily feeling it enough. We sit in the space of where that online business has about ten to thirty staff. Because they're in a space where they've probably not taken on a director of operations yet. They don't know what that role looks like. And so this is a great opportunity for try out the role with us. And they might have us in for, you know, six months just to get the rhythms all running right and then onboard another team member. But teams of 10 to 30 is our absolute sweet spot and typically marketing agencies and e-commerce businesses. And, and um, that's, that's the niche we found ourselves in, in now. Lloyd, your website is virtualdoo.com. When somebody goes there, what would you recommend they do? Ah, 
So actually, I've got a, a, a book which you can find on Amazon if you like it in print or Kindle, but I actually oh, I'll give it yeah, away. Look at PDF. that. So, so here, here's my book. It's like a primer of what a director of operations will do to get things running like a well-oiled machine. So if you want to know what, what a DOO or director of operations actually does, or you want to do it yourself and get it like a running like a well-oiled machine, then you can go to my website, yeah, virtualdoo.com slash book, and you can get the PDF for free. And and uh, what was that? How do they get that? Now, I'm looking at, so virt, what I did, I clicked on virtual DOO. I went to virtualdoo.com, uh, clicked um, on book, and, and uh, yeah. you just punch in your email address and then and download. Then start reading it right Get now. the PDF. <laughs> get the PDF. Wonderful. Down it goes. <laughs> well, great conversation. Again, Lloyd Thompson, you're the founder of Virtual DOO. Again, found on the web at virtualdoo.com. Click on book. Download nine ways to leave your day-to-day operations free uh, and realize your true vision. Lloyd, it's been great having you. Thank you so much for joining us. A real pleasure. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.